Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What the hell time is it? Is it June? We're in June? Middle of June? Ridiculous. It's crazy how fast... How fast this year is going. It's, it's blowing by. Like, like it's amazing. It's amazing how fast it goes by. But, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's the middle of June, huh? E3 would have been this week. Um, clearly, clearly that didn't happen. But, you know, we're moving on. We're getting there. And, uh, it's happening and I don't, I don't even know anymore, man. I'm just, things are frustrating right now and I, 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 I feel for a lot, a lot of people and whatever, some cool fucking shit happened this weekend, huh? How about the PS5 reveal? That's cool. A lot of new games were announced this week. Let's fucking talk about that. That's what you're here for. Welcome to Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. Huh? It's time to talk about video games and movies and TV shows and, and whatever the hell else is going on in, in nerddom. Drop a like. Subscribe. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Because as long as you're listening to me, I know you're going to get hooked. So let's uh, let's spin that shit. Huh, DJ? Why don't we do that? Anyway, more and more and more evidence is coming out and pointing to a potential Xbox Series S announcement. And of course, of course, the announcement of the PlayStation 5 all digital or digital edition will lend credence to that because Microsoft's going to look kind of stupid if they don't do it again. What, what, what pisses me off though, is all the stupid fanboys on both sides, on both sides, are like, oh, look at Sony doing a digital. It's like, you morons. Literally, Microsoft put out the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, and people shat on it. Like, who the fuck wants this? Who needs this? People need to get their heads out of their asses, is, is what needs to happen. And, you know, I, I don't see why they wouldn't put one out at this point. Now they, they kind of have to. Um, granted, I'm sure a lot of people are for that. I'm sure a lot of people are going to buy the PS5 Digital Edition. People don't have space for all these games. They don't have space for a lot of a lot of this stuff. And honestly, it, it's also a way for people to get into consoles better because they don't have to pay as much. Granted, digital games can be a little bit more money, unfortunately, and they don't always go on sale. But and you can't get used ones. But you know. The benefit of Xbox is you can get uh, the Game Pass, so that way, that way you don't really have to buy all these games, and they're just there, available at your fingertips, pretty much. And yes, games leave, and and you can you do get a discounted rate if you do want to purchase that game, um, but it's it's uh, a lot of stuff. But anyway, let's talk about the PS5 reveal while we're here. So. First off, that console, 
it's fucking enormous from pictures I've seen. Which makes sense, because they had to rectify a venting problem, because the PS4 sounds like it's about to take off into outer space every time you play a game on it. But I, I'm looking at pictures now of it next to like an Xbox One, Xbox Series X, which looks huge. This thing is giant. It like it looks like a PC tower. Like where the hell are people gonna put this thing? Not everyone has these giant ass entertainment centers to put this thing in it. Like it, it's got these weird flare ups and the Kaiba memes. Oh, the Kaiba memes have been on fucking point that's for damn sure but uh as previously announced it does have the ps5 digital edition and it is you know i wasn't going to talk about this right away but you know I, I felt it was necessary um of all the games of all the games i've been waiting for and i pretty much knew it was going to happen was horizon 2 uh forbidden west which looks amazing I bought my PS4 for the first uh, Horizon um, game, and and when I say Horizon, I mean Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, this one, we're going west towards like San Francisco and things like this, and uh, a couple new uh, of the robot creatures. I, I can't remember what, what they're called um, off the top of my head right now, but you know, a, a sequel definitely needed to up the ante and show off different... Um, what were they called? I'm going to look that up real quick while, uh, while we're here. They're literally just called machines. I don't know how I didn't remember that. Anyway, they are... Uh, they're, they're doing new ones, which is perfect. It looks like they're bringing back some of the good old ones. Um, and uh, they're swimming, or at least it looks like there's going to be a swimming mechanic. I think there was in the other one, but this one's more in, in depth. But they got a fucking elephant machine that's fucking right like the one thing that that could have gone better than i expected was this giant elephant one and it looks like the fucking elephants from from lord of the rings and it's got these big giant fucking tusk like apertures that have chainsaws and shit and i'm all fucking for it that's for damn sure Anyway, this just proves that I need to play the Frozen Wilds, the expansion TLC, and I need to get on that now. Um, of course, the game that caused the most hype, but also uh, a lot of anger online, was the announcement of Spider-Man Miles Morales. And it is coming out at launch, or at least around in the launch window, uh, holiday 2020. However, it is not a true sequel. It is a expansion being added to the first Insomniac Spider-Man game, which is being re-released for PS5. Yes, people, if you were not already aware, Miles Morales is not a sequel. It is not Spider-Man 2. It is DLC being added to the first Spider-Man. Yep, DLC. But yeah, that's, that's what's happening. Other than that, fucking awesome. Miles Morales... That's dope as fuck. Uh, looks like it might be tying into Spider-Verse because they also announced the production of Into the Spider-Verse 2 began like around the same day. So maybe some, some things are going on. Synergy, folks. There's a corporate buzzword. Synergy. Uh, also announced Resident Evil 8 Village, which the way they play it off, 
it made it look like an exclusive. It's not. It's obviously going to be cross-platform. That will release sometime in 2021. Gran Turismo 7 was shown off and in a pretty boring trailer, if you ask me. It didn't really have any music or fluff. It just showed racing, which, I mean, you got to do something. But we'll see how it stacks up against what is expected to be Forza 8, the Forza 8 announcement next month. Uh, new Ratchet & Clank announced, Ratchet & Clank A Rift Apart. Uh, this one looks kind of cool. I've never been a big Ratchet & Clank fan, but this portal hopping, uh, interdimensional travel type stuff looks really cool. Uh, interesting take for platforming, that's for damn sure. Uh, a Demon Souls remake, so the original game that started the Dark Souls saga was obviously Demon Souls. Uh, but except it's going to be from Blue Point Games and Japan Studio, no release date. Uh, Deathloop was also shown off. It's Arcane Studios' next game. Uh, it's will release on uh, holiday 2020. It'll be an exclusive on consoles for PS5. Uh, will come to PC though. Uh, NBA 2K21 was shown off as well. We'll will will release this year, obviously. Uh, GTA 5 is coming to next gen, <laughs> and uh, during the reveal event. Um, GTA Online will be given free to all PS5 owners when it launches sometime next year. And PS4 owners who are part of GTA Online will get $1 million a month or something. $1 million in GTA Game 5 uh, game cash starting uh, during the announcement. Um, got some new announcements on the new controller, which are pretty nice. A new game, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, was announced. So it's a new platforming game from... Uh, from the little Big Planet series, you know, Sackboy. Uh, it's a co-op 3D platformer. Uh, Hitman 3 was announced. It will release in January 2021 on Next Gen. Ghostwire Tokyo uh, was finally given some gameplay. It looks interesting, that's for sure. It was announced a couple years ago. Uh, that will release sometime in 2021. Uh, got gameplay for Godfall, the new uh, melee action game that's in, like, in the vein of Destiny. That release some, uh, this holiday as well for PS5. Uh, that is a timed exclusive. It looks really fun. Uh, new game, Pragmata from Capcom, uh, which feels a lot like Death Stranding, um, is will release sometime in 2022. Uh, that will come to both consoles, though. A um, couple other games announced. Uh, something called Astro's Playroom. A new game in the Oddworld series, Odd, Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, not sure if that's exclusive or not. Uh, another game called Returnal announced. And that is coming from uh, developer House Marquee. No release date or anything like that. It's a almost like a Groundhog Day-esque game where it's stuck in a time loop. A new game called Destruction All-Stars, which is almost like Rocket League, but with like a Demolition Derby and like Overwatch type. Um, that will come out uh, in the future. Uh, Project Athia is a new Square Enix game uh, that is a designed exclusively for PlayStation 5. Um, that just got like a teaser trailer. A game called Stray, where you play as a cat from Annapurna. Uh, that's next year. A new game called Kenna, Bridge of Spirits announced as well. They're from Ember Labs, which is like a more movie-focused studio. No release date. It is a console exclusive. Uh, another game called Goodbye Volcano, which is, um, I don't know how to describe this, but it's like dinosaurs, if they, like the the old TV show dinosaurs, 
um, called Good Yeah Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, that releases sometime next year. Another game called Jet the Far Shore. Uh, that's supposed to come out this year. That, from my understanding, is a uh, timed exclusive. Uh, game called Solar Ash. Little Devils, these are more indie games. A uh, game called Bug Snacks as well from the creators of Octodad. That will release this holiday as well. So, pretty interesting lineup, that's for sure. Um, not a lot of the big heavy hitters a lot of people were expecting for it uh, for the launch. Granted, Xbox's main launch is is Halo, so it's... I get it. They're, they're, they're slim pickings <laughs> compared to how they used to be in the past. Granted, we're more in a more of a fluid transition than we used to be um, going from console generation, so it's understandable. But again, we haven't had the true uh, first-party lineup announcement for Xbox yet. That will be next month, so it will be interesting to see how they do that. Uh, granted, Sony hooked everyone with Miles Morales, but then had to clarify a day later that it wasn't what everyone thought it was. But the ho- PS5 launches this holiday in uh, one with a disc or uh, disc drive, one without a disc drive, the one with the disc drive. I almost don't want to get because it looks fucking weird because the way they have the disc drive on, it looks like it was added almost as an afterthought. But anyway, uh, no price yet, though. Can't wait to see what more is shown off in the future. Uh, Need for Speed Heat is getting one final update, and this update will include crossplay functionality. Uh, so if people are still playing Need for Speed Heat out there. <laughs> um, contrary to previous reports, Cyberpunk 2077 will not come to Stadia at launch. So if you're holding out hope, if you're one of the ten people that own a... St- uh, if you're one of the few people that own, own a Stadia, uh, you'll, you're going to have to wait for Cyberpunk. The Last of Us 2 will be getting its own themed podcast uh, per Sony. So that should be pretty interesting that's for damn sure uh halo uh, 5 had a podcast called hunt the truth that had two seasons that were actually really really cool it was an awesome piece of digital marketing and actually had keegan michael key and janina gavin Carr, uh, as the host so it was actually pretty great star power behind it um but it was really good uh, if you want to check that out if you like to get into halo lore but anyway last of us 2 is getting one Nintendo has also confirmed that another 140 of their accounts have been compromised, so make sure to change your passwords on your Nintendo accounts. Uh, Bungie has announced that they are working on a new comedic IP. I don't know how they have time to do this, because they're updating Destiny and moving Destiny into the future. They have announced new details about Destiny 2 Next Gen, uh, which will get smart delivery on Xbox One. And PS5. Uh, granted, Destiny is already free to begin with. And uh, Destiny 2 Universe Season of Arrivals, the Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion. Um, so you'll be able to upgrade for free to f- PS5 and Xbox Series X. And uh, it will run at 4K, 60 FPS on both of them. Uh, any expansion you have will carry over at no extra charge. Destiny 2 will support intergenerational crossplay within console families. I'm hoping that they will reach full crossplay at some point in the future. Uh, they're they're planning for in the next year or so. Uh, so you'll be able to play with your friends on Xbox One and Xbox Series X, and if you're on PS4 or PS5, 
vice versa. Uh, the first new expansion announced was Beyond Light. It will release on September 22nd. Uh, you'll be able to go to Europa, Jupiter's Frozen Moon. And uh, per them, Guardians will be able to, quote, brave the un unrelenting glacial frontier, infiltrate the Golden Age Bay Braytech facility, and uncover the secrets that lie deep under the ancient ice. I was trying to do my best um, voice from Destiny there. Uh, they said you'll also get a new power called Stasis. It's a new elemental power. And uh, it looks more like a frozen type. Uh, a new raid was announced uh, called... Uh, it will take place in the Deepstone Crypt on Europa. Um, Beyond Light will also see the Rise of Aramis, which is a group of splintered houses of the Fallen. And they've moved to Europa. Uh, they will align themselves under the banner... Of the Fallen Kell of Darkness, Aramis. Uh, you can pre-order that now. You'll get a access to a special exotic ghost shell, emblem, and item bonus items. There will also be a digital deluxe edition that includes a full year of seasonal content. Uh, with an emote and guns and all that stuff. Uh, collector's edition as well. Anyway. Uh, they also announced a couple of new expansions coming. The Witch Queen and Lightfall. Uh, so, Witch Queen is 2021, and Lightfall is 2022. Uh, season of Arri Arrivals, which is the next season, uh, well, you'll see a Dark Omen entering the system. Uh, looks like they're paying off on that, um, those pyramid thing tees at the end of, was that two or one? I don't remember. Uh, looks like the Exo Stranger is coming back as well. Uh, there's gonna be new dungeons. Uh, unfortunately, though, a lot of things are going to start to be um, phased out, unfortunately, as they move forward, uh, just so that the game doesn't get bloated. Uh, they will also, though, bring back the Cosmodrome and other areas from Destiny 1 into Destiny 2. So if you're excited for that, be on the lookout. I still need to play Forsaken and a couple of the other expansions. But anyway, uh, No Man's Sky, which is now in... Um, Game Pass, if you're on Xbox One and have Game Pass, is getting cross-play. So you'll be able to play with your friends on PC and PS4. Look at that game. It's finally hitting the potential that was promised back back before launch. Um, anyway, uh, if you've been playing Call of Duty, Season 4 is now available. And it adds Captain Price, some new weapons, some new game modes. Uh, so you finally get to play as Captain Price in, uh, in multiplayer. A lot of people are stoked about that. Uh, it was also announced that Control, the most recent game from Remedy, will be coming to next-gen in some capacity. Uh, no word on release date or what's going to happen with that. Also, uh, confirmed by uh, Ninja Theory, Hellblade 2, uh, Senua's Sacrifice, or is it... Senua's Sacrifice, I think, was the first Hellblade game. Anyway, Hellblade 2, uh, which will be releasing on the Series X... Uh, either next year or the year after, as well as PC, uh, as a Microsoft exclusive, will be made in Unreal Engine 5. So despite what you might have thought, despite how they made it look when Unreal Engine 5 was announced a few weeks back, it is not a PS5-only thing, but Hellblade 2 will be made using Unreal Engine 5. And in what I think is the second biggest... Uh, gaming announcement this week. 
AT&T, which recently merged with Warner Brothers, is now looking to unload Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, or the gaming division, and uh, for $4 billion, yes, a billion with a B. Uh, so this includes studios like NetherRealm and Avalanche and Rocksteady, who've put out some of the best games in recent years. And apparently there's interest from Take-Two, EA, and Activision. Out of those three, there's only one studio I'd want to buy them out of that, and that's Take-Two. Because Take-Two wouldn't fuck around, okay? Now, EA and Activision, that's a different story. Anyway, uh, CNBC says that, uh, so technically AT&T bought Warner. But they want to. They need to pay off two hundred billion dollars in debt. Which, hey, guess what? You wouldn't have had that if you didn't buy Warner Brothers. You dicks, fucking everything up. We'll get to that later. There's more fuckery going around uh, over on that end. But so they will not, though. If they buy the rights to these studios, they do not get the rights to Batman or Harry Potter, which Warner Brothers outright owns, not Warner Brothers Interactive. Um, obviously, per CNBC, it says a commercial licensing agreement where AT&T can continue to get revenue from its IP, which is strange considering that there's currently a Batman video game in development and a Harry Potter game in development. Yeah, let's just sell those assets off, idiots. But it's um, interesting, that's for sure. But I, I just, I don't know what they're doing. So, it's really dumb in my opinion. A lot of people have thrown around Microsoft potentially buying those studios. My only issue with that is, yes, I would like a studio, I would like a publisher like them to own NetherRealm to make sure that we were never in danger of losing the future of Mortal Kombat. My only issue with that is those games would benefit, like, um... Granted, while Sony has Marvel games, you know, uh, air quote here, like Spider-Man, because they own Spider-Man. But, you know, maybe Batman could be the superhero for Xbox. Anyway, let's not play those games right now. I, I think it would benefit them to go with a, a third-party publisher like, like Take-Two. I think they would do well under Take-Two. Take-Two knows how to handle things like that, because Take-Two, you know, they have Grand Theft Auto. So... I, I would personally prefer if Take-Two was actually interested that they would actually pay for them because they have the cash, let's be honest. They to print money with, with GTA. Um, but, which reminds me, where the fuck is GTA 6? It's probably not coming for a while, but but really, GTA 5 for even longer? Like, what is this, Skyrim 2.0? <laughs> I just, anyway, anyway. Take-Two should be the company to buy Warner Brothers Interactive if they really are for sale. I do not want EA, as most people would not want EA, with their grubby money-mongering money hands on it. Definitely people will not want Activision, because Activision just ruins studios. But it'll be interesting to see if, if that actually happens, um, or where it ends up going, or if they all get split up. Who knows? Anyway, as I stated earlier, E3 was supposed to be this week, and 
Instead, IGN had their own little expo uh, for the summer of games because a lot of companies are partnering with them and other outlets. Uh, a lot of new games were announced over the three days. Um, new gameplay revealed for a lot of games, especially ones that were even announced uh, months prior. Uh, like Second Extinction got some gameplay. A lot of new games announced, including Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2. A remake of the hit cel-shaded game 13, where you play an assassin. Uh, new gameplay shown off for the new Samurai Jack game. Uh, Warhammer 40k Mechanicus announced for console. And it won't just be a simple console port. So that that's really cool. Uh, I would urge you to go check out their stuff. Too many games to list, really, and a lot of stuff. I haven't really had the time to go over. Uh, also, Kinda Funny Games and their Gorilla Collective. Uh, they had a little mini mini conference this weekend as well. A lot of cool games shown off there. I would urge you to go check out Kinda Funny's uh, Instagram and, and everything like that. Uh, Kinda Funny is a, a great new outlet that's popped up with a lot of former IGN staff, surprisingly. But that's okay. Anyway... Uh, still more things to be announced. Uh, Cyberpunk's big thing is next week. Uh, Xbox is doing their first party stuff in July. So the summer's not over, folks. And we are getting closer and closer to the launch of the new console generation. Uh, that is it for gaming this week, however. Um, as we move on to our next topic, what's going on in the TV land. Uh, another big hit for the Arrowverse. Hartley Sawyer, uh, who played the Elongated Man has been fired from The Flash after uh, past uh, inflammatory, offensive, and misogynistic and, and racist tweets uh, came up. Um, he did apologize, so that's good. Some people don't always do that. Uh, he will not be returning for Season 7 of The Flash, uh, per the producers of the show. Uh, they did say in regards to Mr. Sawyer's post on social media, we do not tolerate derogatory remarks that target any race, ethnicity, national origin, gender, or sexual orientation. Such remarks are antithetical to our values and policies, which strive and evolve to promote a safe, inclusive, and productive environment for our workforce. Uh, this was back in 2012. He tweeted, I'm not even going to replace them, uh, or repeat them, I should say. Um, they are just not great. He did apologize, saying, My words irrelevant of being meant with an intent of humor were hurtful and unacceptable. I am ashamed I, I was capable of these really horrible attempts to get attention at that time. I regret them deeply. Hey, good on him for owning up. Hopefully he doesn't really feel the way uh, representing what he said back then. And hopefully he's grown in a per as a person. Um, it, it just sucks that horrible people have to exist or say horrible shit and say it on Twitter where the world can see it. And I, I don't have patience for shit like this. And it sucks that cancel culture exists, but to, there's a point where cancel culture is necessary at the same time because we can't let this shit perpetrate forever. So I, I get it. And unfortunately, like I said, it really sucks because he was really starting to come into his own as the elongated man and they just introduced Sue Dibney uh, or Sue, I don't remember what they were giving her, his future wife on the show and their their chemistry was really good. But you know what? Shit happens. People are assholes and got to move on from them. That's for damn sure. So hopefully the Flash will be able to figure out and fill those gaps 
uh, in season seven. Anyway, I know we reported, or at least we talked about it a couple weeks ago, maybe. Space Force might be getting... So, if you don't know, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump announced the creation of a new military branch a few years ago called Space Force. And then Netflix created a show called Space Force. And granted, the show makes fun of the actual Space Force. But there is a real interesting fight going on around the global trademark for Space Force uh, for purposes of merchandising. And it looks like Netflix may get the rights or end up in court over it. Um, Apparently, this is... um, Netflix has been far more proactive about securing the trademark. Uh, They have it in Europe and Mexico. Uh, Not so much the U.S., which I don't know why they're dragging their ass on getting the rights to a branch of military that's theirs. Anyway, it says, Meanwhile, the Air Force merely owns a pending application for the registration inside the United States based on an intent to use. God damn it, our government is so fucking stupid. Um, It says, uh, per the Hollywood Reporter, meaning that the feds have gotten a place in line, but not confirmed trademark rights thus far. Granted, uh, the Department of Defense established a trademark and branding office back in 2007, but the U.S. Air Force has a site dedicated to the licensing of intellectual property for entertainment uses. I don't know what this means. Uh, Trademark, obviously, is part of the rights to selling and who gets the money, and it will come to whoever filed it first, and it looks like Netflix did first. Uh, So per The Hollywood Reporter again, although the United States operates on what's called a first-to-use trademark registration system, where priority is based on actual use and commerce rather than who gets the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office first, many other countries operate on a first-to-file basis. Records show that Netflix was submitting applications for Space Force around the world as early as January 2019. In other words, the Department of Defense was caught sleeping. Uh, Who knows if they'll go to court over it, though. And the feds obviously can face a big hurdle in in U.S. courts because of free speech and everything. Um, I guess uh, the U.S. Air Force doesn't plan on doing anything against Netflix. They don't see any trademark conflicts Uh, per the U.S. Air Force. They said, we wish Netflix and the show's producers the best in their creative depiction of our nation's newest branch of the military. So look at that, huh? They don't care. (laughs) Let's move on here. Looks like, in some very sad news, cops. What you gon', what you gon', what you gonna do when they come for you? Cops has been canceled after 32 years on the air. And given what's going on in the U.S. right now, it kind of makes sense. Granted, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched Cops in a decade, probably. It, it's on the Paramount Network, so I don't know what their ratings are like anymore. Um, so so it, it probably just... I don't know. I don't know. It's really... It's, it, it's, it's an interesting situation. And, and funnily enough, Live PD was also not renewed for its contract. And, and again, 
with the last few weeks, a lot of conversations have to be had about law enforcement and things regarding law enforcement. So I, I, I don't blame, I don't blame these networks at all at one simple bit. And like I said, how many people were really watching cops still at, at one point you've seen it all, right? There's only so much, uh, so much that can happen on that show. That's a conversation for another day. Moving on, um, Rick Reardon, the author and creator of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, has promised that the new Disney Plus show will be, quote, a mass improvement over um, over the, the movies, which, hey, that's good when an author gets involved. Uh, Jonathan Frakes has confirmed that he will direct episodes of the new Star Trek show Brave New Worlds, focusing on Captain Pike in the Enterprise in its 10 years before Captain Kirk took over. So that's really cool. I'm glad he's uh, staying in the Star Trek world. And um, in a really, really strange announcement here, uh, Looney Tunes on HBO Max will not feature guns. So no guns for Elmer Fudd, no guns for Yosemite Sam. I think that's kind of weird, to be honest. I don't know. I guess... Uh, they, with an interview with the New York Times, the new showrunner said that the they made the decision to scrub guns, which I, you kind of need guns with those characters, and I get it, I get it, I get where they're coming from 100%, but I don't agree with it, I just don't. Uh, he said, the showrunner, we're not doing guns, but we can do cartoony violence, TNT, the Acme stuff, all that was kind of grandfathered in. You can't do dynamite and not guns, like... Dynamite's way worse. Way worse. He said, we're going through this wave of anti-bullying. Everybody needs to be friends. Everybody needs to get along. Looney Tunes is pretty much the antithesis of that. It's two characters in conflict. Something's getting, sometimes getting pretty violent. Yeah, but uh, it's hard. It's so hard to walk that line right now. And I'm just, I don't agree with it at all. I really don't. And, and and sticking with HBO Max, they've they've made a, another weird decision. They're pulling DC movies from their library in July, which I thought this is supposed to be the streaming service for all fucking Warner content. What what is this bullshit? Yeah, they're they're first off they're missing a lot of shit. And now on July 1st, Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, and Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Batman, Batman and Robin, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Catwoman, Jonah Hex, and the Losers will be pulled. Like, this is your streaming platform for your content, and you're going to pull shit? I I don't know. They said, the per spokesman, spokesperson, excuse me, we have had a collection of DC films that will rotate on the platform. We have a new batch coming in July, and then another batch coming in August the fuck does that mean? Uh, Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, Green Lantern, and Supergirl will stay there. But, like, what's the point of this fucking platform? I really don't get it. And in light of all that, because, you know, everyone's fucking confused over how it works, they said, um, this is what's happening now. It didn't have 4K support, obviously. There's a lot of confusion over how it would work and the difference between the three. So, what they're doing now, HBO Go 
will be discontinued on July 31st. HBO Now will be rebranded to just simply HBO. And HBO Max will be the, the main one. So this is an official statement. Now that HBO Max has launched and it is widely distributed, we can implement some significant changes to our app offering in the U.S. as part of that plan. We will be sunsetting our HBO Go service in the U.S. We intend to remove the HBO Go app from primary platforms as of July 1st, 31st, 2020. Most customers who have traditionally used HBO Go to stream HBO programming are now able to do so via HBO Max, which offers access to all of HBO together with so much more. Additionally, the HBO Now app and desktop experience will be rebranded to HBO. Existing HBO Now subscribers will have access to HBO through rebranded HBO app on platforms where it remains available and through the play.hbo.com. HBO Max provides not only the robust offering of HBO, but also a vast Warner Media library and acquired content originals through a modern product. Yeah, modern product, my ass. You don't have 4K. Uh, no update, though, on if it's going to be unavailable on Roku or Amazon Fire yet, which is kind of shitty for people who have those and use HBO Go. Anyway, that's a whole fucked situation, but that's it for TV. Let's see what's going on in Hollywood. Uh, Evil Dead will continue, just not with Ash. Uh, as confirmed by Bruce Campbell, who's uh, pretty much best friends with Sam Raimi, and they grew up together. And it is happening. A new Evil Dead is happening. Uh, it will not include Bruce Campbell. Sam Raimi will not direct. Uh, he is going to produce, obviously. And it's going in a new direction. And I guess it's not even going to be connected to the most recent one. Uh, it's called Evil Dead Now. Uh, Lee, uh, who is this? Uh, Lee Cronin will be directing. And um, yeah, it's uh, going to be a lot different. So uh, per Bruce, he said, from this point forward, they kind of have to do stand on their own. We want, we just want to keep the series current. And the mantra, really, is that our heroes and heroines are just regular people. That's what we're going to continue. So, yeah, that's the that's the future. And be excellent to each other, dudes. We got our first trailer for Bill and Ted. And it looks pretty fucking cool. Um, Reaper's in it. Grim Reaper's in it. But, but the lack of George Carlin is massively felt. And and granted, there's no guarantee he would have lived to this year anyway. I mean, he was already getting old. I mean, he would have been in his 80s. Granted, again, I don't know. But it, it just, it, it's kind of obvious with him not there. But luckily, Death is back, or Grim Reaper, and Bill and Ted are back. And hopefully, hopefully, it still comes out in... Uh, in August, I think is what they're pushing for. So uh, hopefully movie theaters will be reopened by then as long as a second wave doesn't come. Anyway, Adam Goldberg, creator of The Goldbergs on HBO, has announced that he has been writing a sequel to The Goonies uh, for the last nine years. Uh, Adam F. Goldberg. And he has pitched it to Richard Donner, the, the creator and director of the original. And... He said, I rival Josh Gad as ultimate fan of the Goonies. For the last nine years, I've been secretly secretly writing part two for fun. It's my masterpiece. I even had a big meeting scheduled with Richard Donner. Canceled because of the lockdown. The Goonies 2 will happen when life resumes. Promise. 
Ho, 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 ho. And it'll be interesting if this actually happens. I don't know how they would do that, though. I mean, The Goonies is a movie that really doesn't need a sequel, if you ask me. Uh, also, apparently Man of Steel 2 might not be a priority over at Warner Brothers right now, given that uh, with their new deal with J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot, and I, all I can say is, fuck you, J.J., ruining everything at this point. Just go away. Just go the fuck away. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, even though they're going to bring him, Henry Cavill, back in some way, shape, or form in other DC films. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Just give me movies that we that are good at this point. That's all I care about. Um, as I stated earlier, production on Spider-Verse 2 has begun, so that's really good. Unfortunately, we got to wait longer than expected for it. Uh, and uh, new rumors are also swirling that Mike, Matt Reeves may be putting uh, the Joker in the Batman. Which, a little unexpected, but not unexpected at the same time. I just, I don't think we need a Joker right now. I think it is a little overloaded with villains right now, so let's not overdo it. Let's not have a uh, Spider-Man 3 situation, folks. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, more movie delays have been instituted, as a lot of theaters have not yet reopened. Uh, the new Christopher Nolan film Tenet has been pushed back to July 31st. In its place on the 17th, they will re-release, they will re-release uh, Inception. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, because they didn't want to be so close to Tenet, has been pushed back to October 2nd. Yet another delay for a movie I can't fucking wait to see. Uh, the Matrix has been pushed back a full year to 2022. And unfortunately, King Kong vs. or Godzilla vs. Kong has been pushed to May as Wonder Woman takes the October spot. And clearly, movie theaters aren't going to be as packed as they used to be, so the profits from moviegoers are going to be lower than normal. So studios are not going to want to eat up their own uh, profit potential. But that is it for film. Folks, let's see. We got a couple more things to talk about. Uh, Comic-Con at Home has been announced in lieu of the absence of actual Comic-Con. Uh, it will be free. It will be online. And per the organizers, uh, just pulling it up now. So it will run the 22nd through the 26th of July. Uh, their official statement plans for Comic-Con at Home include an online exhibit hall complete with everyone's favorite exhibitors offering promotions, specials, and limited edition products unique to the celebration. As well, Comic-Con at, Comic at Home promises exclusive panels and presentations about comics, gaming, television, film, and a wide variety of topics from publishers, studios, and more. As if that weren't enough, Comic-Con at Home will also have a masquerade, gaming, and many other activities in which fans can participate from their own homes. Um, you can also use the hashtag Comic-Con at Home to be included in the virtual activities. Uh, more details on panels and guests and hopefully merchandise will be announced uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, so that's awesome. Luckily, we'll still get access to some of that stuff that normally would only be at the con. Obviously, it's going to be even harder to get your hands on um, on on a lot of those uh, a lot of those merchandise as it was already hard enough at the, 
on the show floor, but that is uh, the potential there. And sticking with things, uh, with what's going on, Disneyland has announced that they uh, are planning a phased reopening of their California theme parks starting July 17th. Um, the downtown Disney area, though, will reopen on July 9th. Uh, they said the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, Paradise Pier, and Vacation Club Villas, um, plus their... Uh, at the Grand Californian will start on July 23rd pending government approval. They have uh, obviously they've been closed since mid-March. Uh, per an official statement, Disneyland Resort will manage attendance through a new theme park reservation system that will require all guests, including annual pass holders, to obtain a reservation for park entry in advance. Theme park reservations will be subject to availability. More details about this new reservation system will be available soon. At this time, there will also be a temporary pause on new ticket sales and annual passport sales and renewals. Additional details will be available soon. Please check Disneyland.com for the most current information. Once approved, the Disneyland Resort will reopen with enhanced health and safety measures. Um, so don't expect anything to be back to normal. Uh, as nighttime spectaculars, large group gatherings, parades, and things like this will not be returning until a later date. Uh, they said character meet and greets will also be temporarily unavailable. Characters will be in the parks in new ways to entertain and delight guests, but not in what you usually expect from Disneyland. And uh, sticking with the Disneyland kick here just to round out the show, a uh, large debate is going on right now about Splash Mountain. Now, if you're unfamiliar, Splash Mountain is based on a Disney film. And if you didn't know that or are wondering why you've never seen that film, well, that film has been blacklisted and pulled from any commercial release, commercial uh, or theater or otherwise. It is locked away in the Disney vault forever. It is a film called Song of the South. It has a lot of racial stereotypes and offensive material in it. And while Zippity Doodah has captured the hearts of millions of people over the years, as well as Splash Mountain the Ride, uh, given the nature of everything going on right now, fans have petitioned uh, Disney to remove or retheme Splash Mountain in some way. Now, there's a two-sided argument to this. One argument, you can take the approach, no, it represents racial injustice, in a horrendous, offensive film and needs to go. Two, you have the flip side. When Splash Mountain was open to the public, the movie had been far removed and scrubbed from all public life for decades at that point. So, when Splash Mountain came out, it was far removed from the racial insensitivity and the offensive nature of the film. So one could argue that it has no connection to those offensive materials but on the flip side you could also argue it's literally re representing those and causes people to seek out the film to to watch it and see it and and use it as a, a rallying cry which most people are not however i understand both sides i personally have not come down on the side of either one I don't really go to Disneyland that much, so it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. As long as they don't take out the ride, 
I think we're good. That's it. <laughs> That's really all I have to say on that matter. I get it. I really do. I really do. And I don't want to side with anyone because Disney put it in after the fact, after they had understood the problems with the film and moved away from it. But at the same time, I understand that it represents something horrendous. So it's a very fine line that has to be walked and understood. And you have to really think about things before you just rush to judgment and remove. Because removing doesn't necessarily help either. Because you have to have, people have to understand the situation, not just have knee-jerk reactions. But I will respect their decision either way. Uh, because, again, it's a very interesting debate that you don't really get to see a lot of times when you have conversations about offensive material. But what about when something comes out much after the fact, even after the the offensive stuff has been almost wiped away from 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 pop culture and and public eye, as you can only really get copies of the film illegally. Anyway, that's it for Nick's Nerd News. As always, check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or, if you prefer, you can listen to us on the go. On our website, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcast pages. While you're there, check out our social tab where you can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. That way you can see everything in one handy-dandy place. See all the funny, ridiculous memes I post. Otherwise, if you prefer, follow us on your preferred social network of choice on your own. Just search for Nick's Nerd News. Otherwise that, I am your host, Nick. It has been a fun and interesting week. I will catch you guys on the flip side.